0: What's up, everybody? It's another week, and uh, you know what that means. It's time for everyone's favorite mediocre program. This podcast is just okay. Uh, My name is Nick Rose, and I'm here to bring you back to the mini-episodes. That's right, it's back, guys. Um, This is a Goosebumps episode, and... It's been a while and I'm sorry I left you guys hanging. Um I left you guys hanging pretty early on chapter 9 is where we left off. And um before I get into the the episode I just want to give a heads up and disclaimer. Um <clears throat> back when I was doing the episodes, um I started getting reported as being spam and um I had a lot of problems with that and that's kind of the reason why I, the show went away for a while, but you know what? People can report me all they want as spam. I'm here to do what I love to do. Um And let's get into that. So this is going to be uh, Goosebumps. And what that means is, if you have not listened to the previous episodes, they're called Minisodes. And I have that as like, you know, episode 80.1 or 80.5 or whatever. And uh, go back to those, I'm reading the audiobook, or making my own audiobook, of uh, Goosebumps, uh, book number three, Monster Blood by R.L. Stein, And uh, we're kind of getting through it, so each time I do a Minisode, I'm reading a chapter or two of the book, so when it's all done and said, you guys can have a full copy of the audiobook. I don't know if that's legal, but I'm doing it because I love it, and uh, I'm mostly doing it for my kids so they can have uh, the audio book. So let's get back into it, man. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes, stop this one. Go back to the minisodes. Um, I've also created a pl- uh, playlist in SoundCloud So you can listen to them all uh, in subsequent order, and uh, we can get back into it. So for now, I'm going to hit the theme song. We're going to go into the book. This is Chapter 10 of uh, Goosebumps, Monster Blood. So glad to be back. Here's the theme. Chapter 10. Where do you think you're going? One of the twins asked. His hands were balled into fists at his sides. He stepped closer until he was just an inch or two from Evan, forcing Evan to take a few steps back. To see a friend? Evan replied uncertainly. Maybe these guys were just bluffing. Not allowed, the twin said quickly, grinning at his brother. They both snickered and moved toward Evan, forcing him to back off the curb onto the street. You're not a resident, the other one repeated his narrowed eyes trying to look tough. Hey, give me a break, guys, Evan said. He tried moving to the side, walking on the street to get around them. But they moved quickly to keep him from getting away. Maybe you could pay a toll, one of them said. Yeah, the other one quickly chimed in. You could pay the non-resident toll, you know, to get temporary permission for walking on this block. I don't have any money, Evan said, feeling his fear grow. He suddenly remembered he had $8 in his pocket. Were they going to rob him? Would they beat him up and then rob him? You have to pay the toll, one of them said, leering at him. Let's just see what you've got. They both moved quickly forward, making a grab for him. He backed away. His legs suddenly felt heavy from fear. Suddenly, a voice cried out from down the sidewalk. Hey, what's going on? Evan raised his eyes past the two hulking boys to see Andy speeding over toward them on her bike along the curb. Evan, hi, she called. The twins turned away from Evan to greet the new arrival. "'Hi, Andy,' one of them said in a mocking tone. "'How's it going, Andy?' the other one asked, imitating his brother. Andy braked her bike and dropped both feet to the ground. She was wearing bright pink shorts and a yellow sleeveless undershirt top. Her face was red, her forehead beaded with perspiration from pedaling so hard. "'You two, she said, and made an unpleasant face. "'Rick and Tony,' she turned to Evan. "'Were they getting on your case?' Well, Evan started hesitantly. We were welcoming him to the neighborhood, the one named Rick said, grinning at his brother. Tony started to add something, but Andy interrupted. Well, leave him alone. Are you his mother? Tony asked, snickering. He turned to Evan and made goo-goo baby noises. We'll leave him alone, Rick said, stepping toward Andy. We'll borrow your bike and leave him alone. No way, Andy said heatedly. But before Andy could move, Rick grabbed the handlebars. Let go, Andy cried, trying to pull the bike from his grasp. Rick held tight. Tony shoved Andy hard. She lost her balance and fell, and the bike toppled over on top of her. Oh. Andy uttered a low cry as she hit her head on the concrete curb. She lay sprawl on the curb, her hands flailing, the bike on top of her. Before she could get up, Tony reached down and grabbed the bike away. He swung his legs over the seat and began to pedal furiously. "'Wait up!' his brother called, laughing as he ran alongside. In seconds, the twins had disappeared around the corner with Andy's bike. "'Andy, are you okay?' Evan cried, hurrying to the curb. "'Are you okay?' He grabbed Andy's hand and pulled her to her feet. She stood up, groggily rubbing the back of her head. "'I hate those creeps,' she said. She brushed the dirt and grass off her shorts and legs." "'Ow, that hurt!' "'Who are they?' Evan asked. "'The Bamer twins,' she answered, making a disgusted face. "'Real heavy-duty dudes,' she added sarcastically. "'She checked her leg to see if it was cut. "'It was just scraped. "'They think they're so cool, but they're total creeps. "'What about your bike? "'Should we call the police for something?' Evan asked. "'No need,' she said quietly, brushing back her dark hair. "'I'll get it back. "'They've done this before. "'They'll leave it somewhere when they're finished.' But shouldn't we, Evan started. They just run wild, Andy interrupted. There's no home to check up on them. They live with their grandmother, but she's never around. Did they give you a hard time? Evan nodded. I was afraid I was going to have to pound them, he joked. Andy didn't laugh. I'd like to pound them, she said angrily. Just once, I'd like to pay them back. They pick on all the kids in the neighborhood. They think they can do whatever they want because they're so big and because there are two of them. Your knee is cut, Evan said, pointing. I'd better go home and clean it up, she replied, rolling her eyes disgustedly. See you later, okay? I have to go somewhere this afternoon, but maybe we can do something tomorrow. She headed back to her house, rubbing the back of her head. Evan returned to Catherine's, walking slowly, thinking about the Baymer twins, daydreaming about fighting them, imagining himself beating them to a pulp in a fight as Andy watched, cheering him on. Catherine was dusting the front room as Evan entered. She didn't look up. He headed quickly up the stairs to his room. "'Now what am I going to do?' he wondered, pacing back and forth. The blue container of monster blood caught his eye. He walked over to the bookshelf and picked up the can from the middle shelf. He pulled off the lid. The can was nearly full. "'I guess Trigger didn't eat that much,' he thought, feeling a little relieved. "'Trigger!' He'd forgotten all about him. "'The poor dog must be hungry.' Putting down the monster blood, Evan bombed down the stairs, leaning against the banister and taking the stairs three at a time. Then, running full out, he practically flew to the dog run at the back of the yard. Trigger! Hey, Trigger! He called, halfway across the backyard. Evan could see something was wrong. Trigger's eyes were bulging, his mouth was wide open, his tongue flailing rapidly from side to side, while Spittle running down his chin hair onto the ground. Trigger! the dog was gasping hoarsely, each breath a desperate, difficult struggle. He's choking, Evan realized. As Evan reached the dog run, Trigger's eyes rolled back and the dog's legs collapsed under him, his stomach heaving, the air filled with his loud, hideous gasps. Chapter 11. Trigger, no! Evan dived to his knee beside the dog and began to tug at Trigger's collar. The collar, Evan saw, had become way too tight. The dog's chest heaved. Thick white spittle flowed from his open mouth. Hold on, boy! Hold on! Evan cried. The dog's eyes rolled wildly in his head. He didn't seem to see or hear Evan. Hold on, fella! Just hold on! The collar wouldn't budge. It was buried tightly under the dog's fur. His hands shaking, Evan struggled to pull the collar over Trigger's head. Come loose! Come loose! Come loose! he begged. Yes! Trigger uttered a pained whimper as Evan finally managed to pull the collar away. Trigger, it's off. Are you okay? Still panting hard, the dog jumped immediately to his feet. He licked Evan's face appreciatively, covering Evan's cheek with his thick saliva, whimpering as if he understood that Evan had just saved his life. Easy, boy. Easy, fella. Evan repeated, but the dog continued to lick him gratefully. Evan hugged the excited dog. This had been a close call, he knew. If he hadn't come along just then, well, he didn't want to think about it. When Trigger finally calmed down, Evan examined the collar. "'What made this collar shrink like that, boy?' he asked Trigger. The dog had walked over to the fence and was frantically slurping water from his bowl. "'This is plain weird,' Evan thought. "'The collar couldn't have shrunk. It's made of leather. There was no reason for it to shrink. Then why did it suddenly start choking Trigger?' Evan turned to Trigger, studying him as the dog lapped greedily at the water, breathing hard. He turned and glanced back at Evan for a second, then returned to his frantic water slurping. "'He's bigger!' Evan decided. He's definitely bigger. But Trigger was twelve years old, eighty-four in human years, older than Aunt Karen. Trigger was too old for a late growth spurt. It must be my eyes, Evan decided, tossing the collar to the ground. This place must be making me see things. Catherine was at the kitchen door calling Evan to lunch. He poured out a bowl of dry food, shouted goodbye to Trigger who didn't look up from the water dish, and hurried to the house. The next morning, an overcast morning with an autumn chill in the air, Evan made his way to Andy's house. "'He found her huddled under a big maple tree in the neighbor's front yard. "'What's going on?' he called. "'Then he saw she was leaning over something, her hands working quickly. "'Come help me!' she cried, not looking up. "'Evan came jogging over. "'Whoa!' he cried out when he saw that Andy was struggling to free a calico cat "'that had been tied to the tree trunk. "'The cat screeched and swiped its paw at Andy. "'Andy dodged the claws and continued to pull at the big knots in the rope. "'The Bamer twins did this. "'I know it!' she said loudly over the shrilly protesting cat this poor cat was probably tied up here all night the cat in a panic shrieked with amazingly human sounding cries stand still cat evan said as the terrified cat swiped its claws at andy again can i help no i've almost got it she replied tugging at the knot i'd like to tie rick and tony to this tree poor frightened cat evan said quietly There, Andy said triumphantly, pulling the rope loose. The cat gave one last cry of protest, its tail standing straight up, then it darted away, running at full speed, and disappeared under a tall hedge without looking back. Not very polite, Evan muttered. Andy stood up and sighed. She was wearing faded denim jeans and a pale green oversized t-shirt that came down nearly to her knees. She lifted the bottom of the shirt to examine a hole the cat had managed to snag in it. I can't believe those two creeps, she said, shaking her head. Maybe we should call the police or the ASPCA or something, Evan suggested. The twins would just deny it, Andy said, glumly, shaking her head. Then she added, And the cat's not a very good witness. They both laughed. Evan led the way back to his aunt's house. All the way back, they talked about how they'd like to teach the Baymer twins a lesson, but neither of them had any good ideas. They found Catherine concentrating on a jigsaw puzzle at the dining room table. She looked up when they entered, squinted at them. You like jigsaw puzzles? I like to keep my mind active, you know. That's why I like puzzles. Your mind can get flabby when you get to be my age. A hundred and twelve. She slapped the table gleefully at her own wit. Evan and Andy both flashed her agreeable smiles. Then she returned to her puzzle without waiting for a reply. She's going to drive me bananas, Evan exclaimed. Evan, she'll hear you, Andy protested, cupping a hand over his mouth. I told you, she's completely deaf. She can't hear me. She doesn't want to hear anyone. She hates everyone. I think she's sweet, Andy said. Why does she wear a bone around her neck? Probably thinks it's cool, Evan cracked. Let's go upstairs, Andy urged, pushing him toward the stairs. I still feel weird talking about your aunt right in front of her. You're a crazy old coot, Evan called to Catherine, a big smile on his face. Catherine looked up from her puzzle pieces to cast a cold stare his way. She heard you, Andy cried, horrified. Don't be dumb, Evan said and started up the stairs, nearly tripping over Sarabeth. Up in Evan's room, Andy paced uncomfortably. What do you want to do? Well... "'We could read some of these great books,' Evan said sarcastically, "'pointing to the dusty old books that lined the walls. "'Maybe find a spell to cast on the Bamer twins, you know. "'Turn them into newts.' "'Forget about newts,' Andy said dryly. "'Hey, where's the monster blood?' "'Before Evan could answer, she spotted it on one of the shelves. "'They raced across the room for it. "'Andy got there first and grabbed the can. "'Evan, look,' she said with her eyes growing wide with surprise. "'What's going on?' "'She held up the can.' The green gunk had pushed up the lid and was flowing up out of the can all right man and there you have it another episode down the mini this is how we do it i read you a couple chapters leave you hanging on the good parts. what's going to happen with that monster bud? we don't know uh come back next time to find out and we will go from there mini you can check them out um facebook.com slash this podcast is just okay or soundcloud.com slash this podcast is just okay um if you want to hear my books I might be doing an audio version of that soon, too. You can buy it on Amazon pre, uh, pre-do it. It's uh, the, a lot of rock and a little roll. Or try this podcast is just okay summertime fun adult coloring book, All uh, both written by me, illustrated, and all that jazz. So go ahead and check that out. Uh, leave me a comment. Um, until then, I don't know, man. Uh, tell me what you think. Have yourselves a week. I guess, and I will catch you guys next time.